Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman. You know, they, there's a lot of different genres and subgenres within the B-Action uh, mm. spectrum. That, that's certainly what this whole show is talking about. But one thing that keeps coming back around that they just can't resist is the die-hard scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these well, it's such a good it's a, it's such a good formula for a movie. You know is. what I mean? It it sets everything in a single location. You yeah. know, you have like a, a relatable hero. You know, who and, just and, stumbles upon it. You know that I, kind of. There stuff. are plenty of good Die Hard ripoffs. Plenty of them. Sure. I mean, countless movies. Basically, every action movie after Die Hard was Die Hard on a blank. You know, Die yeah. Hard on a bus. Die Hard on a plane. Die Hard on a boat. Whatever. You know. Uh, and two of those were speed movies. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, but uh, let's talk about Die Hard at a pool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, John, it sounds really lame. It does sound cool because the pitch, obviously, we watched 1997's Blast, which fucking awesome. wasn't a blast. No. It was not a blast also, at all. I'm pretty sure any movie we watch could be called Blast. Like I don't know. What, yes. What, that's that's nothing. As a that's title. nothing. In it, fact, there are like when you type in Blast to IMDb, there are like eight other movies called Blast. I know. You have to look for the 1997 specific one. So yeah. if any of you are wondering, that's the one we that's watched. That's the one. And once again, in a sign of pure quality, this is just available for free in full quality on YouTube legally. Yeah, and actually the quality is pretty good. It looks uh, good. Your quality. It's yeah. That's what I mean. Like, this is a movie that, that obviously has no value to anyone, so they're like, whatever, just have it on YouTube. Who cares? <laughs> Somebody should watch it. And yeah. yes, we are the ones who we did watch it. We are the ones who watched Blast. And clearly the pitch was Die Hard at the Olympics, which sounds cool. That does you, sound cool. You watch the movie, and the more honest thing is Die Hard at a pool. Because, at a public pool. Yeah, yeah like at, at this is Die Hard at your local aquatic center. Because, <laughs> my God, this in no way felt like the Olympics, ever. Yeah. In no. fact, one of my favorite things in the movie, the, the Olympic logo is trademark. So did you notice they never could use the actual Olympic logo? I did notice that, yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have the ID badges with, like, five sort of disparate circles but they're not the olympic rings by any stretch of the imagination they're not connected in no. any way you know i yeah. thought that was so funny i'm just like <laughs> oh right it's the olympics but not because the olympics is copyrighted yeah <laughs> and also they don't want to be fucking involved with this piece of shit absolutely not Why would what a that 
it's such a prestigious organization that's never done anything wrong. Not so, once, not like, ever, Lisman. <laughs> yeah, so we they they can't have their reputation tainted by this film. No, my God, this is oh, I and uh, we'll talk about a lot of things, but dude, this opening text. I wrote the whole thing down, oh, by the oh, way. Oh, please share it with us. Because, <laughs> because it was so buck wild. This is one of the... I, 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 I was mouth agape within opening seconds of this movie based on reading this text. Listen, please do this read is... it. I didn't write it down. Okay. Please read it for the... This is what... The movie starts on a black screen, then this comes up. And, and this is so, sort of indicate some sort of truth to it or something. I don't know what they're going for. I'll, I'll just read it and yeah, we'll, that, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about, it. about it. Yeah, go ahead. Of the 23 terrorist plots the FBI seriously investigated in Atlanta, only one was discovered to be real. The FBI, working with the counter-terrorist units from around the world, managed to arrest the terrorists before the attack could occur. Based on national security files, the following is what may have happened if the terrorists had not been stopped. Okay. So I think this is an attempt to, to to ground this in some kind of, like, to make it seem like, ooh, this is kind of real. Like, this is, uh, you know, I mean, like, there's some legitimacy to this somehow. But it's nothing. It's, yeah. this is, we theorize if all of these events had not happened, this would happen. Therefore, here it is. Why not just make it totally fake? Why why have this at all? I don't understand well, also, like, like, what it adds what, to the what, film. What it, what, there's nothing... This terrorist attack in this movie is so bland and generic and kind of unexplained throughout the movie. Like, I don't really... I was, that, yeah. that, I was just about to ask you, what is the terrorist... What is his? What are his goals? What what are like? He's a terrorist. He's trying to bring attention to something. I'm assuming. I guess or... that the movie doesn't do a very good. I mean, no character is well defined in this movie. No, but particularly no. the villain. I'm like, uh, other than just being, there is a line that I find hilarious actually that somewhat talks about his attention, mm -hmm. intentions, and. It's when the you have everybody in the command center talking about this guy, and they talk about how he got thrown out of other terrorist organizations, <laughs> and that this may be his attempt to get back in good graces with the terrorist community. That's so lame. That it's so, so lame, lame and ridiculous. I also like the idea of like all terrorist organizations being a part of a terrorist council. You know? Yeah, like, like there's a, a like, like there's a, a union or something. Like a Legion of Doom, almost. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And they're all going to sit around on their <laughs> giant evil screen watching, going like, Ooh, well, he did really do quite a job here, didn't I'm he? I'm so sad they didn't, like, cut to, like, a, a bunch of sinister-looking people sitting around mm. a circular table, you know, with dim lighting. Being Jeez, like, we really counted this guy out, but look at what he's pulled <laughs> off now. Um, yeah, and also, like, <laughs> where is this guy from? What is I mean, this is classic nineties movie terrorists we've talked about, which were so ill defined in movies. You know, now, unfortunately, yeah. having dealt with real life terrorist attacks, we have a general idea of what terrorists are kinda like. Here, mm. this is just when terrorists were just kinda guys running around aimlessly, just kinda doing evil for evil's sake, you know. I will say this portrayal of terrorism, like the portrayal of terrorism in the nineties was often less racist than post 9-11 uh well this terrorism. is true this is true because like i said i don't even know what nationality this guy is his name it doesn't is matter 
Omoto? Omoto? Which sounds Japanese. Yeah, but he's um, played by a Russian guy. Yeah, and nobody else has an accent in no. this terrorist organization. Well, this guy really is. his brother. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Devoff, who plays him, is a Russian actor. Um, yeah. And uh, Actor's a strong word for, <laughs> for what he was doing in this movie. This guy, yeah, in this movie, it's interesting because he's like one of the main bad guys in a much better Die Hard scenario movie, which is Air Force One. Uh, yeah, which is a fucking great movie. Uh, he is one of the he is part of uh, Gary Oldman's crew in that. Um, mm-hmm. But there, once again, Gary Oldman, you know, is great one, one of the greatest actors. <laughs> really good actor. Yeah, uh, and he does he plays a great bad guy in that. Who also has mm-hmm. very clear motivations in that movie. Um, he mm-hmm. wants specific things. I also see him here as generic Russian henchman in Indiana Jones Four. Seems mm-hmm. like he bounces Great. around a lot as generic bad guy, but, you know, always, like, number three or four bad guy. Here he got his chance to be the main bad guy, and Ooh, uh, yeah. I can't... Everybody here, though, is, like, the C-list, because let's talk about Lyndon Ashby, our <laughs> hero. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. we we know this guy, Lisman, uh, because he played Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat the year before this. Oof. A, <laughs> I mean, not that like Mortal Kombat was a great film. No, I I have a deep nostalgic it's love fun. for it. It's fun. Um, it's watchable. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah. he is not. By the way, I just now I, I I hadn't heard or maybe I hadn't forgotten it, but uh, reading about him, he replaced who they originally were planning to have it be Brandon Lee before he was killed as Johnny Cage. Oh man, that would have been so good. Would have been so much better than this oh. guy. This guy who, like, has some martial arts training, according to his IMDb, but is not really, like, a martial artist. And you don't see much in the way of martial arts from him in this movie, despite the fact they go... You see some, yeah. Um... But, but there's a lot more than a, than most action. It's true. Movies, I feel that is true. But once again, for the amount they go into this guy being this taekwondo expert, he doesn't do that much. I also was wondering, does his study of taekwondo make him an expert marksman as well? Because there's several times where he's diving through the air, shooting two pistols yeah. at the same time, and he hits and everything like, he's aiming at. Yeah. It, I I was confused as to what training allowed him to be good at. He uh, he trained under the tutelage of Chow Yun Fat to do that. Actually, mm, um, gotcha. That... The previous janitor of this yeah. particular pool. <laughs> well, that oh my, that's one of the silliest parts of this movie too. This guy is a disgraced former Olympic Taekwondo fighter. Mm-hmm. How does he, I mean? How does this guy fall? so out of grace that he's now a janitor at the Olympic Aquatic Center. They talk about him going to jail and rehab. So he broke his leg and then got addicted to the, you know, the painkillers. Yeah. And I guess that's what we're meant to be. But the the movie doesn't do a good enough job. Maybe I, maybe it's on Ashby and the script It's probably on both of portraying how down and out this guy is supposed to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, he doesn't seem uh, I would al- that broken. No. I also would have been interested to see, like, if his bad leg played more of a yeah. role in this movie. Because, like, the yeah. first couple of fights, he kind of winces afterwards. But other than that, that that's well, the only reference. Especially when but, you like, start the movie with really... him going, no, I'm not going to bring that cane. 
Like right. that makes it seem like I need this cane, but I'm not going to use it, which implies to me he'd really be in bad shape then. If he should be using a cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie uh, does not do a good job with any of that. That would make it more he's he he keeps pushing himself. Like if he yeah. has to keep pushing himself and keep risking That's... like a serious injury. Well, because that's um, the kind of stuff we like in the Die Hard scenario, right? The whole idea, one of the big appeals of Die Hard was how human and fragile John McClane was. Yeah. So this exactly. guy, they they build it in that you could do something with that, but then he just becomes a superhero by the end of it. Right. Exactly. I mean, they try to do the John McClane thing because we get multiple scenes where he's walking down the hall covered in blood and like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you mean the one hallway in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> He just keeps walking down the same hall. I mean, let's start, uh, and we'll talk. I do have the budget list, man. So, um, oh great! Because one of the immediate things is this is the this is supposed to be the the real 1996 Atlanta Olympics. By the way, when they talk about the thwarted terrorist attack, you know there was an actual terrorist attack that did happen at the 96. There was a bombing that happened during the opening ceremonies. Uh, hmm. And there's no, a very, very good movie about it called Richard Jewell that uh, Clint Eastwood directed. Oh. That is excellent about the guy who was falsely accused of setting that bomb off. And wow, that sounds really interesting, John. It's a great movie, and it has Sam Rockwell and John oh, Hamm. Yeah. Uh, it oh, is a. Damn, wait, when did this movie come out? Uh, maybe three or four years ago. Um, oh, okay, okay. Pretty yeah. recent, pretty recent. Very, very good movie. Go watch that. Not an action so movie. It was, it's a drama, but it's, yeah. So Eastwood was writing the coattails of this movie, is <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. He goes, I saw this movie Blast last night. <laughs> Anything that I could do good. about terrorist attacks at the Olympics? Oh, wait, there's a very compelling true story. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, that, that John, that brings a whole that brings a lot into question because if there was actually a terrorist attack, yeah. then why did this text crawl at the beginning of the movie not mention reference the actual, that at all? The actual why didn't bombing it say, that occurred? Yeah, why didn't they say this is based on real events? I know, like, yeah, right. Instead of this is based on something that could have happened. It did happen. It did yes, it did something much smaller and more obviously realistic has really happened than this happened. Sure. And it wasn't crazy foreign nationals. It was, of course, moron domestic assholes. Yeah. Um, you know, the real story isn't as juicy, uh, it, but it, 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 it's, it's the real story is more interesting for once again, that they just seized the, it's, it's a scathing take. The other thing is a scathing takedown of the FBI, that movie, because, they really fucked up on this and seized upon this guy who was absolutely innocent, and they just railroaded this son of a bitch, unfortunately. Oof, um, Jesus. Really compelling story. Like I said, go watch Richard Jewell. It's really, really good. Um, instead, we get this bullshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just the first thing I wrote down is, so this is some kind of what-if story? Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, the only thing we get is like Lyndon Ashby, a character who, by the way, Jack Bryant. 
is his name. Mm, that name sounds weirdly familiar. There's a couple <laughs> times when the name gets garbled, and it sounds kind of like Jack Ryan to me. And I'm going, wait, what is that? No, they could Hold get on. sued for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's close enough that you're like, wait a minute. There is a well-known action hero with a name close to that. Uh, Jack. Mm -hmm. Also, Jack Bryant. Think a little bit harder for your action. I'm Jack Bryant. I, I've actually said it's this. not the same. We added two letters to the last name. <laughs> I've actually said this before. How about a moratorium on action heroes named Jack? Like we already sure. have so many. Let's find so. a new thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all we see is we see pill bottles and booze laying by him, and they're like, "Oh yeah." And he pawned his bronze medal for a hundred dollars. There's a receipt for it. That's pretty fucking sad. <laughs> so he's still a drug addict? Is he still addicted I, to painkillers? So. We see open pill bottles like around his bed. Boy, that doesn't play in at all into this movie. Because that could have been part of it too. Like he's going through withdrawal or something during it or, you know. He's trying not to pop the pills or anything. Anything that could have given this character some life and some, you know, drama to play. I, I It's not like I'm a big fan of this actor necessarily, yeah, but yeah. the script didn't do anyone a favor. The script is terrible. I think the script is the worst part of this. Well, movie. we got a lot. We do have to talk movie. then about, oh, we got to talk about the budget, in which we will get to in a second. We have to talk about writer-director Albert Pyun. Um, yeah. who is I don't, have we talked to, have we done a Pion movie before because this guy so. this guy is a fucking legend of B movies um, oh. oh we have oh we have I think this is our first but we have like five more Pion movies on the calendar for the coming Great. years uh, yeah because I know he did Cyborg with uh, Van, Damme, Van Damme, which is a, a, a that's a canon movie and a great legendary bonkers film. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, and he did Kickboxer too. He did the 1990 Captain America, which I know we're doing during superhero month, which I have seen. That is the canon films Captain America, and uh, I have seen it. And I'll just say, listen, you're you're in for it that week on the show because Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, it, yeah, we'll we'll see if it. Uh, it's probably. Uh, better than you know the other Captain America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out. This uh, 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 this random dude is a lot better than Chris Evans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in his very <laughs> ill-fitting rubber costume. Um, Love it. Yeah, no, this guy he's made a, he made a few of the kickboxer movies. Um, mm -hmm. he, this guy is just he does a lot of uh, he, he still is trying to make some more cyborg movies. Mm -hmm. Um, he just has done. Uh, we are going to do the sword and the sorcerer uh, oh, when we good. get when we do our fantasy month, which is sort of his King Arthur knockoff. Uh, he's just sort of like I said. I know this guy's name as a guy who just has bounced around. Uh, mm -hmm. The he made the Nemesis franchise, which is a whole futuristic thing. He does a lot of futuristic robot movies. Yeah, that seems well, to be his main interest. He considers himself a pioneer, John. Of the, I'm looking at his bio. Here. Yes, he's credited with pioneering the cyborg subgenre. <laughs> I okay, a, a fun hobby that I love to do, a 
prepping for these movies. I love to read the clearly self-written bios on uh, IMDb. They're so funny. Can you just read for the audience the first paragraph? (laughs) Because the 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 rest of of it gets into like listing his titles, but the first paragraph is fucking crazy and clearly written by him. So go ahead. So good. Uh, Albert Pyun is an award uh, award winning American filmmaker. Best known for his contributions to the science fiction and action genres. He is credited with pioneering the cyborg subgenre and is considered to be a maverick and renegade in independent film or independent genre cinema. With over 50 titles to his name, he has enjoyed a prolific career spanning 30 plus years and has earned himself a fevered cult following. Okay. Maverick and renegade. Considered by many, including yeah. himself. Yeah. Uh, and also fevered cult following is pretty great, too. Uh, yeah. Fevered. Yeah. I'm aware of... I'm. He must have some kind of fan following. Oh, I'm he, sure. He keeps getting yeah. movies made. But this is a guy who, like... I, I see this guy at conventions and stuff. You know, like... He's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. And also, the his IMDb photo is amazing. He has <laughs> a true. wolf t-shirt on. That's true. I didn't see that. Oh, my God. And he's clearly being interviewed about Captain America because that's obviously Captain America's shield behind him. Um, Yeah, yeah. But, oh, my God. Oh, that Captain America movie is dog shit, too. But um, I mean, this movie did not make me excited to see any of his other films. Well, get ready. We have plenty more. Uh, but I would, because the biggest thing about this movie that I kept doing that it's a this is another movie that does itself in by setting itself at the Olympics, right? Because yeah. one of the things I just kept thinking is there is no one around. No, at the Olympics, and I know this is <laughs> practice, but still, there would be a ton of people. I also love that they're not practicing in the. They're not in the team swimsuits. They're just in generic red swimsuits because, you know. Uh-huh. Because uh, they, can't, they can't do that. No. So I, that's also great. Um, but mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing that struck me is there's just the all these big empty buildings. You get yeah. no sense that there are people around at all. Um, uh, listen, I'd like you to take your best guess on what this movie costs. And I will say, I'll just I don't normally guide you, but I'll just say shoot low on this one. Uh, I was going to. Yeah. I was going to say no more than five hundred thousand dollars. Ooh, okay, a little bit more than five hundred thousand, but seven hundred thousand okay. is the actual answer. That's pretty, and that's pretty, that's pretty fucking close. low. <laughs> that's pretty low. Yeah, I'll, I'll give okay. it to you. You're in the ballpark. It's in that We're range. In the ballpark. Seven hundred thousand. Less than a million dollars. Yeah, it, it looked less than a million. It's like I said. It is every. There's like six people in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> And even when, I mean, when we get to the command center with, like, the national security people, there's, like, four people working on this terrorist attack. (laughs) No one seems that concerned. I love the the president is about but never seen. They just talk about, oh, the president is landing, but you never see him. And also, was the president part of the guy's plan? not clear yeah because again his clears his plan's not very clear so yeah i uh oh my god you think he would he would try and 
cat kidnap the president. You think that would be more of a priority, or then like that six, would raise the stakes then like higher? Six members of the American swim team, <laughs> right? Or if you're gonna have it be athletes, maybe. I mean, they mention Munich like three times yes, in this movie. They do. Yes. Uh, Once again, that's maybe lean into that a little bit more. Much but... like the opening credits, they keep mentioning Munich because they really are trying to like legitimize this very dumb movie, going like. It's happened yeah. before. It's like, well, Munich wasn't like this, and it was a, it was a horrible situation. Of course, a really awful thing that yeah. happened. Um, yeah, but this isn't. This doesn't have the 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 weight of anything like that. This is incredibly no. stupid. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, well, once again, like I know what happened in we know why what happened in Munich happened. Terror. Right. <laughs> it's classic. Once again, classic nineties terrorists. He's just he's just doing terrorism for fun. Even though there's right, a there's point, not a... I love the point when he goes, "We are willing to die for this," and you're like, "For what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you? I mean? don't know. What? Yeah, I don't know, man. You have no list of de- what were his demands? Because I think he says them at one point, but it, it's just like because he because he gives them that you have twenty minutes to what? He never said. Yeah, no, he he's never like, did. "I'm so tired of waiting for what? Yeah, what I are you know. waiting? He for? never asks for anything. It's so weird. Yeah." And, yeah. and that doesn't take much in the way of, uh, like in Air Force One, what he wants is the release of a war criminal, like a general from his go. home country. That's very Boom. simple reasoning in that yeah. movie. That's it, yeah. though. And that guides that whole film, and it's very good. <laughs> like, it makes sense. It doesn't have to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be super complicated, because obviously the history leading up to Munich was really complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to do that. It doesn't have to be that. It could be as simple as release this person. Or like, you can do the Die Hard thing, right? Which, I mean, Die Hard, one of the reasons Die Hard is so genius is they're pretending to be terrorists, but they're really thieves, right? Like, that's right. also brilliant, where yeah. their demands are just to buy time. Yeah. But once again, Die Hard is a perfect screenplay, and this right. thing is a disaster. This thing is, is uh, a disaster. Can we yeah. talk about what tells us? Jack Bryant's a badass. What does he have for breakfast, Lisman? It's disgusting, John. He just it's cracks disgusting. a raw egg and opens it into his mouth. He cracks it on his the front of his dirty fridge and, yeah, straight into his mouth. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't do that, no. um, especially in America. Like, <laughs> that's – you're going to get so, – you're going to get something from that. You're going to, like – yeah. Yeah, Ro- Rocky set a bad example for that with the raw eggs and the glass. But at least Rocky put them in a glass. Jesus Christ, this guy's just cracking <laughs> eggs into his mouth. This I was like, oh god, when I saw this. And that was the I think that was the only thing in his fridge was a carton of it. Well, a carton with yeah. one egg in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, and then of course, yeah, we see uh, we see a guy <laughs> very just. Uh, Calmly whistling out of his hotel room before he gets his neck cracked by our main villain who takes his Olympic ID. And that's enough. Just stealing this one guy's ID is enough to gotcha. set everything into motion. I don't know how I missed that part. Because I, 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 that makes a lot of sense. It happens really fast. Like the guy walks yeah. out, he's like, do, 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 do. And the, the bad guy, Amoto, once again, weird name. In fact, I don't even remember them saying that until right as I read it here. Mm-hmm. Um, he just walks up behind him, snaps his neck, and takes the ID from him. And yeah. And we're just like, yeah. oh, great. Wow. And 
He's driving this van. The way he gets in the rest of his team is they're just in the back of the van he's driving? Yep, that's it. Oh, great security. Because once again, the security for the Olympics is just two guys in a stand. In a little yeah, that makes sense. That they yeah. instantly kill by dropping some sort of killer gas. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> and not clear. You want to talk about bad acting? These guys pretending to choke on deadly <laughs> gas and is pretty sad stuff. Oh, pretty... oh, 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 yeah, we're dead. Um, <laughs> uh, so we have yeah. Uh, uh, Jack is working as a janitor at the uh, Olympic Aquatic Center. And here's his friend on the team, the sassy black lady. And if you're wondering if she dies before anybody else, well, I guess not, not before died, anybody but like, else, but pretty unceremoniously, this woman is killed. She is the first. So the first character with lines, I think, uh, who dies. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and so, it was just like, you know, oh, okay. That was unnecessary, but. Uh, all but right. this conversation is here because she's like, Hey, your ex-wife is the swim coach for the Olympic team. Are you going to say something to her? And he's like, I don't have anything to say to her after our marriage fell apart. And I'm just going like, boy, we're really doing die hard here, aren't we? His ex-wife yeah, is part sure of this. Uh, also, I mean, just like they were both former Olympians, but because he broke it. I mean, I know I immediately don't like this guy. Okay. So this guy broke his leg and apparently he just became an asshole and destroyed his whole <laughs> life after that. Like mm-hmm. I, immediately I am not sympathetic to this guy. He pushed his wife away. Yeah. He, you know, I mean, I can't, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to like blame him for the pills and stuff, but clearly he was like a dick other than the drugs. Yeah, and I think it would be one thing if there was a level of self-awareness about the addiction. Yeah. Again, if the addiction actually played a part in the character development, <laughs> yeah. he could be like, I mean, I wasn't in a good place. Uh, I really fucked it up. Yeah. Like, wanting to make it up to her, you know? Or, no, instead, instead he's like, I don't want to see that bitch, is basically yeah, his he's, attitude. He's very bitter about it. And when he confronts her later, he's, like, accusing her. Yeah. of abandoning him and yeah like, all right well yeah he guess, clearly, guess you're a dick yeah he uh, clearly was a huge piece of shit because yeah. that's the thing that's once again going i can't not compare it to die hard because the movie is comparing itself to die hard but like you that feels like a real fracture in a marriage in that movie like yes he's being an asshole but she's not a total innocent in it either and they're not communicating mm-hmm. well with each other it seems yeah. like in that more so than just he was an ass to her. You know, it's like it's it's they both have to learn some things in that, which is like I said, that feels more real where it's like, oh, it's not yeah. exactly one of the other's fault. She did move it's to very... Los Angeles and change her last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, he it is... was, you know, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. It, it, well, I was just going to say in real life, it's uh, that kind of thing is rarely just one person's fault. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I know. And that's that sort of thing here. But. It's weird that this seems to be one person's fault, but it's his, but the movie is telling us somehow it's her fault. Yes, exactly. You know, she's a woman, and that's the kind of movie we're dealing with here. Yeah, she needs to give up everything uh, to support this why person. Didn't, yeah, why didn't she give up her right. dream so she could take care of her baby of a husband who broke his leg? Yeah. Oh. Pretty much. Yeah. And this movie <laughs> never does anything to ingratiate me to this guy, ever. Nope. Nope. 
because he he solves this problem yeah. uh everything wrong that he did in the past doesn't matter anymore right right his character flaws are apparently not there anymore yeah uh i want to talk about this insane next scene where one of the henchmen has come in has passed security but then we find out that he embedded an explosive charge in the skin of his arm yeah, which uh, I believe he did, he went through a metal detector, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. This is a huge problem in the movie. <laughs> that would still go... It doesn't matter if it's in your body. It would still yeah. go off. But, like, the, like, the movie thinks this is clever. It's not. <laughs> it would be one thing if, like, he's like, oh, I got a metal plate somewhere. Or, right. You know, like... Yes, uh, that, that, would be, that would be the thing, right? Uh, no, and he just, he, like... And then <laughs> they've just... Who put the plastic explosives in the... Somebody got that in there, because that's already set. Those were... (laughs) They're already there. I don't know how. In Uh, the duct system of the Olympic... They they say later that they have explosives in every building in the Olympic Village. And we're led to believe that that's true, right? He's not bluffing. Yeah, right, yeah. Because at one point, he blows one up. That's... Okay, yeah. To show them that it's true. But I'm just going, well, wait, when did that happen? Who did that? How is this? We only ever see them in this aquatic center. Why are we just, yeah, why are we just focusing on this specific location if it's happening in numerous buildings around Atlanta? Because they may be holding this swim team hostage, but if this is true, everyone at the Olympics is in danger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But, but no, we're we're isolated. This the, the reason is because the movie costs seven hundred thousand dollars, of course. But I understand. But yeah. why, if your movie only costs seven hundred thousand dollars, yeah, you only have that much to spend on it. Why have it? Why have different? You know, take place in different buildings that you don't even show. Right. Just focus it. You know, yes. just narrow the scope of your. Well, film. that's this movie is guilty of one of the classic action sin action shelf sins, which is. It is way too ambitious a plot for its budget. Right, exactly. Because this thing wants to be a big, diehard, ex- you know, expensive action movie. Sure does. And yeah. uh, and even Die Hard is actually more focused than this movie and smaller in scale. It, it's just one building. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just, it's that's, just one building. That's why that formula works so well. <laughs> it does. This thing actually... You're right. This thing actually kind of violates the Die Hard formula by making it too big to comprehend from yeah. the 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 thing if it was just one building it's that this movie also does a terrible job of conveying where anything is like where anyone is in relation to anyone else which is something mm-hmm. you really need to do in a movie with this scenario you really need to understand like where the floors of stuff are where the villains mm-hmm. are in relation to the hero this movie's geography because it it clearly does they only have the one hallway that's meant to be multiple <laughs> hallways so throughout the whole movie i just kept going now where is he he's gone from where to where and where is the pool in relation to any of it and also he before he gets in con- which the this okay the script is so bad the first time rutger Hauer's character oh my God. gets in contact with the main character is an hour and 12 minutes into the film. And this movie is 96 so, minutes long. <laughs> so so before that, he was just kind of wandering yeah. the hallways and he like of his own volition, just goes to the various locations that he yeah. will then once again, go to under direction of Rutger Hauer. Right. Why not just have Rutger Hauer contact him 
like a half hour into the film once like stuff starts to well, pop cause off. Well, it, because it'd be like if Al the cop starts talking to John McClane 20 minutes from the end of the movie, right? Exactly. That's, exactly. that's a huge part of, of Die Hard is that back and forth with the ally on the outside, which I go, oh, that's what Rudger Hauer is going to be. Rudger Hauer, what, he worked a day on this movie, right? He had oh, to. Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. came, I mean, because you can't believe how little he's in this movie. And <laughs> most of his scenes, he is completely by himself. Yes, it, uh, up until the, the climactic oh finish. Oh my god, the end of this movie. But uh, we'll get to that. But for the longest time, Rudger Howard looks like he's in like a radio booth. Yeah, yeah. Also, here's another question I have for you, Lisman, about this film. Is yeah. Rudger Howard supposed to be Native American? I... <laughs> Yeah, I because at first he was in like he's in dark shadows, so I'm yeah. like I don't know what's sticking out of his head. Yeah, turns out it's very long it, hair braids that it looks look, feel it, very Native American, feels vaguely Native, but in in classic like stereotypical. Ooh. We've done no research, just you know, uh, I'm using this in the terminology they would use. You know, Indian hair. Is what it feels right. like to me. Uh, but they don't even make any reference. No, to it, I don't know why weird. it's here. Like why? <laughs> why couldn't he just be Rudger Hauer, terrorist expert? That's what doesn't make any sense <laughs> about it. The you know? we- that's the weirdest part of it. Is it's not only a stereotypical thing; it's never addressed. No, at there, all. Because I-, I was waiting for the line where he goes, "As my Navajo ancestors would say." Exactly. I was yeah. totally waiting for that in the movie. As the Cherokee chiefs once said, you know, like something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, and I was waiting to laugh at that. But no, it's just another weird thing in this movie. I mean, technically what they did is less racist than like having some sort of bullshit Native American That's sort true. of thing. Yeah. But but but, but it... <laughs> it does bring up the question, why have it at all? Right. You know? Yeah. So. Why? Because it's all it's honestly every scene he was in. It's all I could look at was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Why? Exactly. Oh, Rudger, Rudger Hauer playing, oh boy, terrorist expert, Leo. That's it. That's all. <laughs> and His I love Leo. this whole rivalry he has with the bad guy, that they both go like, mm, him again. Because was it they had an incident in, was it Belgium? Uh, Yeah, Vienna. Vienna, that's say. it, Vienna, yeah. Ever yeah. since that incident in Vienna. And that's the incident that put Rudger Hauer in a wheelchair? Is that uh, the idea? Assuming so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the idea. And yeah. that's because that, that's the whole thing. And this is classic action movie stuff. But once again, this it's just so haphazardly thrown in here is Rudger Hauer's whole thing is like, you don't understand. I know this guy, you know? Right, uh, exactly. And that's why they're listening to him. And also... Uh, go ahead and check this off your bingo card, everybody. Somebody does say he is the best terrorist, you know, counterterrorism agent there is. Right <laughs> you got yeah. You got to do it. It's got to be he's the best there is, damn it. Um, mm. But he's, for some reason, alone in this black, totally dark room for the majority mm-hmm. of the film. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Just like, okay, Rudger, we're going to shoot this. Hey, $700,000, man. For this budget, they couldn't afford Rudger for more than a day, probably. <laughs> nope. No, they really couldn't. Uh, he and Rudger do go on to make a movie together that is, a, I think, a future Action Shelf episode that I remember watching as a kid called Omega Doom, <laughs> which is a, uh, a, a futuristic cyborg movie where 
Rudger Hauer plays a cyborg indeed named Omega Doom. Okay. This does, I mean, it, that sounds like it came straight out of our random yeah. generator. So. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it, oh, yeah, Omega <laughs> Doom does sound like an action. Those are just two words put together. Um, yeah, it's two random words. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to watch that. Well, we've talked about at some point doing a whole Rudger Hauer month. Um, we could do that. Yeah, because yeah, I would also love to do Blind Fury, where he's the blind sword expert. Yes. Yeah, I've seen th- that's on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, a it's yeah. a modern American take on Zatoichi, the blind swordsman. Great. That's what we need with Rudger put, Hauer. Put a white guy as the blind finally, samurai finally right jeez yeah about time <laughs> i mean he proved that he could play native americans yeah so why not film, japanese so. next yeah oh, exactly oh god uh, <laughs> uh and of course the woman who's the head of security is crooked we got to talk about her yeah uh and do we have to talk about her what is have, there to talk about there John? isn't much to talk about because she's not a character at all and mm-hmm. in classic fashion, she's the only fucking security guard in the command center, of course. Yep. Because there yeah. are four uniformed cops on duty who all get executed instantly. Yeah, because they're bumbling idiots. Ta- um, once again, as there would be, just four cops at the Olympic venue. That would be it, wouldn't it? I also have a question, because yeah. at the beginning of the movie, uh, the main character... Rick, no uh, jack jack and, yeah uh and and uh the woman yes uh there's a bunch of other event staff yes uh diane, sitting around diane is the, the woman's sh- name whatever diane is her name yeah sure what happens to those are is everybody else in that room one of these terrorists because the terrorists have the same yes. shirt as the two main characters yes everyone else okay. on the only i think the only staff members that aren't terrorists are jack and his sassy black friend so okay <laughs> because if, they... if they're planting the event staff to all be like part of why have the janitor be there i also like, why love... not take that take those two out beforehand no i also love that they go uh, okay we killed all the cops they go but there's still these two janitors running around and the bad guy goes don't worry about them I'm like well why not no you're you're leaving loose ends yeah like you, you don't want any uncertainty with this kind i mean of thing. i get you don't know this guy's a taekwondo expert which even still just being a taekwondo expert does not mean you can fight terrorists nope <laughs> there's no thing about also he's former special forces or nope. an ex-cop or something like that no he's just good at martial arts which that'll i mean only in an action movie does that give you me- meaning like and you can take out an entire team of trained terrorists just knowing taekwondo <laughs> well yeah. he's very good at taekwondo he did win the bronze medal which apparently is yeah, only I worth a hundred bucks <laughs> well you know when bronze you're... not really worth that much <laughs> i just love the idea i'll give you a hundred bucks for this he's like sure i got pills to buy yeah exactly uh yeah so uh oh the other coach uh who's here who's a real Jesus dick christ who I can't, I can't, I couldn't tell if he was actually in a relationship with the ex-wife or, he's, or if he's just sexually harassing her. Uh, I guess they don't make it clear. I assumed they were in a relationship. I, I, I hope so, because otherwise this guy is hugely problematic. 
I'm just assuming that she has terrible taste in men. And so she she went yeah. with Jack and he was an asshole. And so now she's with I think his name is Bill. I think he's, so. He's and, just like, I guess you'll have to do as a substitute for now. And he will have the Ellis from Die Hard moment later in the movie. Yes. Very. It, it's all if when that started, I'm like, OK, so they they just have a checklist of yeah. things that happened in Die Hard. Because okay, the, the Die Hard scenario is an action movie trope. But this is one of the ones I've seen that hues the closest to the actual structure of the movie Die Hard. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it really does have, like, all the beats. Because, like, Air Force One is Die Hard on a plane. But beyond mm -hmm. the idea that he's one guy fighting terrorists on the plane, everything else is different. He's, he doesn't have an ex-wife. He's currently married. He has a daughter. Like, it's a whole thing. Here, they're just like, yeah. nope, nope, nope. Check, check, check. It's all just Die Hard. <laughs> so bad <laughs> he just took the outline of die hard and changed some yep. words and he made this movie um mm -hmm. yep so yeah so don't worry they're uh they're not gonna worry about those uh uh, uh those janitors just yet it's fine uh they murder this reporter so they can take her equipment and broadcast their message yep and their message is i have the pool and i have the olympic team you have 20 minutes <laughs> wait that, is that, that all yeah did he didn't what do we do i don't understand also i don't know if you clock this listman but one of these swimmers is the screen debut of shannon elizabeth oh oh yeah 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 this is her film yes. debut here i actually uh i have met shannon elizabeth because i interviewed her at a comic convention a few years ago very oh, nice cool. woman very lovely woman uh, yeah, she was. She was very uh, delightful to talk to. Uh, okay, she doesn't this say is anything a, a bit. This is a bit nitpicky. Okay, um, but I want people listening to Google image search of Olympic swimmers, mm -hmm. female Olympic swimmers. Yeah. There is, there's, there's a body type that is required. Yeah. For being an Olympic swimmer, yes, uh, there, there is, there is. A, I mean, there is a thing that people say a swimmer's body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not yeah. even a. It's not even like that. You have. You. It's a body type you kind of gain from the kind yes. of training you do swimming. Yeah. Well, because swimming is a full body workout. It literally yes. engages all the muscles. It does <laughs> so indeed. Like, yeah. Uh, so the fact and it's so nitpicky but it's just like oh they just did this so that they could have women in bathing suits in this movie yeah like, i'm surprised pune didn't put them in right? bikinis or somehow you know <laughs> you didn't get that far <laughs> right you know? but uh but the, the, i will say it's 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 that because the women are all have a quite a variety of bodies it seems like there are short women tall women voluptuous women thin women. like it, it is an interesting like they don't look like a team of swimmers also, no. and only some of them are wearing swim caps, which is weird because they all would be. That was weird, yeah. Yeah, like when they all line up on the starting blocks, a couple of them have their swim caps on, several don't. They all would. You would never see a competitive swimmer not with the – I don't know. Did anybody have goggles? I don't think anyone had goggles. No, no, <laughs> so, nobody had goggles. No, they – nothing <laughs> – literally nothing about them seemed like professional swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> no like because when you're talking about the olympic swim team we are talking about the cream of the crop the absolute best in the country yeah oh yeah they're olympians
Yeah, they are they are the height of human perfection at this sport. Like Right, is, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, they would they would be if you're going for realism. Yeah. In a movie this stupid, I don't know why you would, but <laughs> I don't know why it bothered also, me. Either. Like they should be fucking jacked. They should also, be Also, they're not even characters. Like we're saying, they don't say no. anything. All they do is scream. A couple of them just get murdered. Yeah. And I like yes. that the movie's just like whatever. Like they don't really it doesn't it's not really a big deal that he kills a couple of these swimmers. Eh. We don't need you to sympathize with these hostages. No. Why would we want that? It's not like that would raise the stakes. They're women in an Albert Pion movie. They're totally expendable, man. They're totally right, disposable. Exactly. Non I mean even like we talk about even the wife is just like, "Oh." Uh. Yeah. Yeah. She has slightly more integrity than the swimmers. Slightly, like, yeah. Just just by comparison. And then the the mayor, who I didn't even realize was the mayor for quite a while in the movie until she says, I'm the mayor. Yeah. Also... The only people with a southern accent. <laughs> I don't quite understand why the mayor is in charge. I mean, I understand maybe the mayor would be there, but it's like, it is the mayor of Atlanta. I think the governor would get involved. And I think, yeah, the president would eventually be involved. Probably national security. I mean, like, once again, there's like four people dealing with this very serious terrorist situation. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Rudger Hauer is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling in from some darkened location, but mm -hmm. it's still in Atlanta because he's able to drive to the Olympic complex in a couple minutes. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, yeah. be driven because we have to have a scene. Why did he have to be in a wheelchair? Because then it know, slows John. stuff down, like where they have to put him in the back of the van and stuff like that. I did like the intense music to him slowly being lifted dun, dun, up dun, by dun, the wheelchair. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for representation of handicapped people in movies. Number one, Rudger Hauer isn't, though, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know? Right. And exactly. it does, it just doesn't. The movie doesn't matter beyond this thing about, like, he put me in this wheelchair. Which I guess they they are taking that as, like, as much backstory as we need for this guy. That tells us everything. Right. It's, I a, think it's a lot of shorthand in this movie. I, I think that his character could have been in a wheelchair. Yeah. But I think it makes no sense that he went to the actual no. pool. No. That Not, doesn't make any that's sense. That's nonsense. Like, like just make <laughs> him be... Uh, have you seen the movie The Bone Collector, Lesman, with Denzel Washington? Uh, I have, I have not seen that. No. That, that, but that is a movie where Denzel plays a paralyzed forensics expert, and it's a cool mm. movie because it's him and then Angelina Jolie is his partner, and so she's mm -hmm. on like a video feed to him the whole movie, and it, and the movie cool. could have been more like that where it's his mind aided by the actions of this guy, and together those two things can defeat the terrorists. But that you, does sound. You don't have Denzel wheel out to the crime scene to fight the killer in Bone Collector, <laughs> you know. Like he's not going like, but now it's time for me to go to that building where the bad guy is, you know. And also, okay, so he goes straight from the headquarters to the pool, right? Yes. Like he didn't make a stop anywhere. I don't think so. So are we led to believe that the entire time that he was in that office yeah. where he was calling in, he had explosives built into his chair? Always, baby. Always. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, we're, we're jumping to the end here, but like, it's 
I, I just can't not talk about it. It's so good. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing I've seen. Edgar Howard rolls in everywhere in his explosive wheelchair, packing his combat knife, just in case yes. shit gets real. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Uh, what a buck wild decision. I can't. The made. knife is what makes me laugh. If he had been in the wheelchair and shot the guy, it would have been like, okay. But yes. The fa- Literally at the end of this movie, yes, Redger Hauer runs his wheelchair with a knife extended out in front of him and stabs someone. Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then blows well, him up with his exploding wheelchair. Yeah, but we'll get to with his exploding the exact wheelchair circumstances yeah, yeah. that when we get to it. But that's what that's what's oh coming. God. That's what this movie builds to. And remember, Lisman, this is what would have happened exactly had the intelligence community not stopped it in real life. This exact yep, exactly. scenario would have played out. <laughs> this is true to life. <laughs> I love that you can just put bullshit at your front at the front of your movie like this. Whatever, man. Yeah, why not? This, this could have happened. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, well, and, and the, by that you're going like, well, anything could have happened. Jesus. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, so they uh, they broadcast their statement. Yeah, this is where Rudger Hauer sees him on the screen is like, my old nemesis. <laughs> I wanted to hear sure. more about the story of what happened in Vienna, but the uh, because yeah, when he calls into the mayor, he goes, "It doesn't matter. He'll never release those hostages. He never does. Literally, never ever. He always kills all the hostages every <laughs> single somebody, time." Somebody brought up a, a valid point of like, so then why does anybody negotiate with him? Yeah, like, why? And no one has a good answer for that. <laughs> I don't understand. If he literally always does that, then yeah, why even bother? Because Rutger, I love Rutger Howard's like, well, they're like, then what do you suggest we do? It's like, oh, just send in the FBI. All the swimmers will probably get killed, but you know, it's worth it. <laughs> Great. Great stuff, man. Uh, awesome. Love it. We what love a, to see What a it. heroic moment from Rutger Howard. Sure. Yeah. All the hostages will die. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, and, you know, there could have been some sort of character, like, thing where he's like, I don't even give a shit anymore. I just want to kill this guy. You hey, know, man, like you're talking about Johnson and Agents Johnson and Johnson from Die Hard, remember? They don't care what happens yeah. to the hostages. But those are guys you're not supposed to like. We're supposed to like Rutger Hauer. Right, exactly. <laughs> those guys get exactly. killed for their psychotic plan. That's, yeah, how, this is that's as why it. Die Hard works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's pure insanity. It really is. And once again, he's all saying this over a speakerphone from an undisclosed location. I never yeah. expected him to actually be in Atlanta until they show that he is. I thought he was in whatever, in some kind of secret government compound or something. That is, is it- a good point, because he... So he just happened to be in Atlanta where this attack They happened? specifically say... He is in charge of the intelligence for the Olympics, which I don't know if that's a thing. That, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So he's not official government? Like, he's not part well, of no, the government? Well, no, he is a government agent who's been assigned to handle intelligence investigations for... So I guess he's the one who is figuring out terrorism. Plots. Although so he did, then he did a the, bad fucking job of figuring this one out, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he 
It's so vague. then the fact that Omada or whatever his name yeah, is, Omodo, Omodo, I think it is. Yeah, Omodo. <laughs> what? Who cares? Omodo, uh, the, the Russian that, guy. Yeah. If uh, the fact that Omodo just happens to take these hostages at the Olympics that he happens to work at yeah. is purely happenstance because they assume that. Rugger Hauer is dead. They do. Well, because there's two separate moments where Rudger Hauer sees on the screen a moto and he goes, oh, my God, it's him. And then there's also a moment where somebody goes, Omoto, you'll never guess who's running intelligence for the Olympics. And he's like, my old nemesis, Leo. Why, I thought we'd killed him, you know. Right. So there's, exactly. No, neither one of them knew they were going to be going up against the other. It just happened to be that they're once again coincidentally clashing once more. Which is the worst, <laughs> least dramatic option you could have gone with. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to just. Well, we coincidentally happen to have personal vendettas <laughs> against each other, and we're both just right. in this situation. What if that was the the motivation, was to get back at Leo? Well, there were two things you could do. That could be one, or the other one is, oh my god, it's a moto. We have to bring in the only man who has ever survived going up against him before. Which is like, right. um, one of my favorite movies, Manhunter, is like, we have to bring in the guy who caught Hannibal Lecter, right? Isn't that thing, right? right. It's like, And you yeah. go like, okay, cool, even though he's retired, it's like, you're the best there is, we have to bring you in. Uh, mm -hmm. you could do that too. Those are your options. But I feel like by both of them just coincidentally being here, and they happen to be mortal enemies, you know, they. It feels like they actively chose the worst, like the worst possible option. That's yeah. like Batman responding to something, and the Joker being there, and the Joker also not knowing Batman was there, and we're just like, oh, you, <laughs> you, what are the odds? You know, great. Oh my god. Why, why my greatest enemy in the world? I never thought I'd see you again. Um, worst, yeah, horrible decision. Horrible yeah, writing yeah. decision. Because, it, <laughs> because you know why? Because you have to unpack it like we just did to go, wait, wait. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. It's dumber than you well, initially and no, think. No one, and, and it also, it, it, it's a classic problem, is I guess aside from the wife, there's no personal, and even the the ex-wife is a coincidental thing, kind of, right? Yes. That, yes. but I'm saying that that kind of damages the hero's personal stakes too, right? Because at exactly. least in Die Hard, we're already dealing with we're separated. I'm trying to win her back, and then into this situation. Here, it's more like, oh man, my wife is showing off at my job today. I don't really want to see her now. There's terrorists. That's not as compelling. It's not as compelling, and it makes the protagonist less sympathetic. It really he's does. Not actively trying to make amends, right? You, know? you really see, like that. Once again, going back to Die Hard, like you really see Willis is struggling to try to. He clearly still loves Holly, and you watch him trying to be, and you even see him going like, "Stupid! Why did I start a fight with her? I shouldn't be," you know. And so you're like, "Oh, yeah. I like this guy. He's not a bad guy, but he's like all of us. He did something dumb." And yeah, uh, yeah. and also there's the you never you never get the the slowdown moments of Die Hard right the moments where he's mm. talking to Al and going if I don't make it out of this you got to find Holly and tell her I love her you know like you never have yeah. anything like that uh, in fact when they get when they get spoilers when they get back together at the end I don't buy it at all nope not at all there is nothing that makes me think that he has done anything to win her back other than yeah he's cut shot to a like bunch of people three. 
cut to three months later and he's still being shitty to yeah, her. Yeah, and know? she's packed her bags and is out the door again. Like, yeah, oh, right, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, right, you fucking suck. Yeah, you shot some oh, terrorists, yeah. but you're still a pill-popping jackass. You've still done nothing yeah. to improve your your position in life. Okay, yeah, great. He's still awesome. sitting around the house swilling beer and going, Oh my fucking leg. Oh <laughs> Asshole. God. And Lyndon shit. I mean, it is another problem that Lyndon Ashby is just not compelling. He's not super no. likable. Because he's a dick in Mortal Kombat, and that kinda works. Because Johnny Cage yeah. is kind of a dick. The problem is he never plays in the other side of Johnny Cage. So he never right, comes yeah. around as a heroic character. Uh, yeah. It's always, like, by the end of the movie, I still think Johnny Cage is a dick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. He, he still works, but he is a supporting character actor these days, Lyndon Adrian. Exactly. And he's, that's, not, he's not the lead. No. And it's, it's one of those things where you, you just, some people... It's a thing you can't explain, but some people have leading energy, and he just doesn't. He's just. I'm. Ah, I mean, it's too yeah. Bad. I'm trying to think of like. I'm trying to think because obviously, even a good actor in this position. Oh this it, no, role would but would still struggle. But, but they would bring something. You know, I mean, like there's there's some there's some warmth or charisma or something. This guy's just like fuck this guy, man. Yeah, I, yes. I think that we were talking about how boring the movie is. I think that's just because I don't care about anyone at all. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and I guess even if it's not in the script, he could have that in his head. Yeah, I you don't get I mean? the sense he's he's trying to bring anything to it. No. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no sense of that. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, so we talked about he kills a couple of the swimmers. Detonate one of the bombs. I do love the thing where they talk about. Well, once one of the bombs goes off, they go, "Shouldn't we turn the president around because he's going to be landing soon?" They're going, "No, the president is refusing to turn around because he doesn't want to seem like a coward." <laughs> you're like, "Okay, well, that tells me something about this president." But the fact we never see him again, all the president stuff is pointless. The constant talk about is the president here? The president has just landed. The president's inbound. He never shows up. No, yeah. it doesn't matter. And no. they because they do talk just about, a waste well, of time. Well, it is an election year. Because I guess since it's 96 and this is the real world, this is Clinton then? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. I guess, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't they throw in some kind of line where it's like, he's busy with one of the interns? Oh! Oh! Uh, Yeah, I guess that hadn't broken yet. But still. Um, Come on. I just wanted some, like, Clinton impersonator in the movie. Oh, terrorists (laughs) at the Olympics. Oh, that's that's terrible. They get the the guy who is doing uh uh Clinton at SNL, you know, at the time. Oh, what was his name? Daryl Hammond. Darryl. Yeah. 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 Darryl, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just bring him in. Yeah. Hand me another cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about the guy who pulls a uh, uh who pulls a, a an Ellis here, the other coach who goes, "Hey man, uh, I can get you." the the janitors causing all your problems and don't uh in fact the other coach over there is his ex-wife he'll definitely give up if you threaten her oh good move buddy what like i just because i'm trying to remember ellis does it in die hard because he's on coke right well yeah he's overconfident but the other thing the thing that actually in ellis's favor is he does not sell out holly he says he, uh, that McLean is his guest at the party. 
Yeah. And that he's his old yes. college buddy, because I love when he gets on the thing. He's like, hey, John boy. Uh, he Well, because his whole thing is he goes, hey, man, I, uh, I, I negotiate multi-million dollar deals all day. I can talk to these guys. Like, that's his whole thing. God, but he still That has... actor does give some strong Tom Cruise vibes. Uh, Hart Bachner is that actor. Well. Is, is that actor. Yeah. And he is fucking great as, like, yeah. slimy, you know, yuppie, overconfident guy. But, like yeah. I said, he has some level of integrity by not selling out Holly. Still. Right. His whole thing, he does get himself killed. But he only gets himself killed. He does not right, yeah. endanger that. So there is something. This guy is like, oh, that fucking woman over there, you put a gun to her, he'll give up. <laughs> it would be one thing if maybe she rejected him and that's why he's yeah. being all butthurt. But like, they... yeah, it's, it's just, it's a horribly miscalculated moment where I'm not quite sure what they want to accomplish with this. Because we already I mean, kind of don't say, like the guy. Too, give me right? this information or. He's like, I will give you this information if you set me free, but they're they have no motivation to set you free. Yeah, I did think that was particularly stupid on his part. Like, why would they? Because he just goes, so I can just go, and they're like, yeah, sure. And then as he's walking away, they just shoot him in the back. Like, obviously they would do that. Like, why? They're not. They don't. They're not going to let anybody go. You've seen their faces. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know that that was incredibly dumb on his part. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So they have his wife. He does. He does. Uh, I, I'll give the movie this. They don't have any problem with him just killing the security woman in the office. Nope. Yeah. She just like he kills her with his bare hands. Yes. Like It's not. Yeah. He does some kind of move that like breaks her back and he just drops <laughs> her dead in the chair in the room there. And then for the rest of the scene, her dead body is just sitting in the chair. I just thought well, that's kind of grim. Yeah, he's not bothered by this at all. No, like, <laughs> that is an interesting thing too, right? Like he's a taekwondo expert. This guy is not experienced with killing, and yet he right. is phased by none of the many murders he has to commit. They yeah, may the, be justified. The taekwondo he did, yeah, was to was, the death. Was a sport. Well, maybe yeah. it was to the death. Now we find. Oh yeah. yeah what we don't true. know is after he fell out of the Olympics, he started doing underground taekwondo to the death. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a movie I want to see. Yeah, man. just kidding. It's already Bloodsport. It's called Bloodsport. Yeah, he already he entered the yeah. Kumate. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's called Bloodsport, and it rules. Uh, mm. Love Bloodsport. Go watch Bloodsport, everybody. Uh, it's Great. very silly, but it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah uh yeah so they uh let's see he has the wife uh, <laughs> do you love the swimmer who just like sees her chance and bolts for the door and they shoot her that was a weird choice yeah yeah it's like uh well, we need to kill another one here um oh okay there are only a couple of one-liners in this movie but one of them that i find funny is he's going the, the uh jack is going through the locker room and he hears a cell phone ring. Now, this is 97, so it's still like, oh, one person has a cell phone, um, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, but he hears yeah. that ring, and he picks it up, and and the guy on the phone goes, Sarah? And Jack goes, Sarah's in deep shit, hangs up, and then calls 911. But I just thought, <laughs> why? <laughs> why say that? Why are you zinging was... the family member of one of the hostages? <laughs> just just to hang up and and call. Yeah. This is this is where I started to get really frustrated with the script because 
this could have happened the first time he was in the locker room. Yes. Yes. This is the second time him of him being in the locker room. So if this happened, this would have cut like maybe a good 30 minutes of him just randomly wandering the building, um, which would maybe leave room for more important things like character development, but they're obviously <laughs> this has, interested. This in movie that. has no interest in character development. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I I thought that was a pretty much, shitty way. To much in the, the same phone. way, he all <laughs> Sarah's deep shit. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> he uh yeah. So now this is where he calls Rudger Hauer. Finally, or he yeah. ca- he calls command and Rudger Hauer is on the line. Uh, and again, this is an hour and twelve minutes into this movie. Yeah, we've got like twenty minutes left, and we're getting advice from. We're finally getting to the two characters start talking to each other. Yeah. Um. Because we find out the FBI is trying to cut the power to the building, because that will that will take out the booby traps that are on the doors. Isn't that what they're hoping that will do? It'll yeah. The the bombs on the doors are wired to the power of the building or dumb, something. By the way, dumb move on the terrorist part then, because then that makes that, it pretty it, easy to really shut dumb. them down. Uh, right. So they're trying to cut the power, and. Uh, and Rudger Howard's going, here's what you got to do. You got to go down to the next level, back to where you were. We're going to repeat some sets now. Uh, <laughs> You're going to go to the same room that you were in before. And I love that Jack argues with him. Like, no, come yeah. on. It's just like, Jack, you're a Taekwondo expert. Why are you arguing with the ter- counterterrorism specialist? Because he's a fucking asshole. He There's really no- is. And then... Uh, uh yeah he goes so you go down there and you let me know what happens and then this is a shitty redger Hauer one-liner when he goes and hey don't forget to call 911 if you find something (laughs) 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 you're in a very dangerous situation (laughs) i I love that both of our heroic characters are complete assholes in this movie (laughs) there is there is not a likable character in this film uh, two two people have di- well actually a, a bunch of people have a died. lot of people are dead <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> douchebag uh, okay this is also one of my favorites a random news anchor we don't see gets a one liner <laughs> when they're talking about like well they're trying to disarm the bombs but everyone's wondering will Atlanta burn again. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it's just a quick thing, and it's in the background on a TV. But I thought, whoa, that's... I don't know that you would say that. Uh, Probably not, yeah. Will Atlanta burn again? <laughs> that was an improv. A little ad-lib <laughs> for you folks. Uh, yeah. Shitty, man. People, Once again, yep. people's lives are on the line. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is where Redger Howard goes, all right, I need to get out there myself. So let's get me in the old <laughs> van there. And then... Who are these people with him? So he was alone in this room, and suddenly he's got like five other guys with him in the van. It it's it is unexplained and doesn't, doesn't matter because those guys don't do anything other than load him into the van and drive him to the. So Olympic we're complex. led to believe that they drive him there, and then they stay with the van because only Rutger Howard goes into the building. <laughs> right he has them arm the bomb on his wheelchair and he flicks out the blade of his knife he goes i got this boys (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty buck wild yeah uh oh good there's a ramp into the building i also like that the 
the backup power that the terrorists are using is just clearly an old computer tower. Yes. You know? Yes. It's it's just like a an old Mac that you'd have like in your uh elementary school in the in the nineties, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Uh that's the backup power for this entire building. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. That is very silly. Uh so the uh the, the swimmers do eventually get away. Just by did, kind of yeah. all running out the door, and they're shooting at them mm-hmm. and missing. But then when yeah. they get to the exit door, there's an FBI guy going, No, no, the thing is booby-trapped! Mm-hmm. Which, once again, not exciting, because now they're just waiting at the door while the FBI cuts power. <laughs> this is not action movie pacing. No, People waiting around is not a thing to put in your action film. They're like, oh, okay, well, we'll just wait for you guys to cut the power, then we'll go out the door. And it's and it's not a thing like they're they're not even being pursued, really, right? So they're no, it's not, not at like this we point. gotta cut, we gotta deactivate this before the terrorists come and shoot them. No, even the, the terrorists even, even completely the, ignore them. No, because I do love the ter- when they run away, the terrorists are like there they go, get them, bang, bang, bang. Oh, and they're gone. <laughs> do they do they not have object permanence? Is that the problem? I think that's the they're problem. Like, yeah. Was somebody here? Mm, <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like there were more people here a second ago, but eh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so we get the we got to do the explosives countdown, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where he does his Chow Yun Fat moment, Lyndon Ash, because he slides in on the floor, shoots all the remaining henchmen with his two guns. So, because luckily they were all just grouped in one room. Obviously, it's ridiculous that somebody would dive through the air and shoot both guns yeah. at the same time. Yes. Obviously, that's ridiculous, yeah. and nobody would do that. Right. So if you are going to have that be in a movie, yeah. you want to emphasize it. Yeah. You want to really showcase it yeah. like, like uh, uh, John Woo. Uh, yeah, thank you. John yeah. Woo would. But it's so, like, he, it's so quick yeah. that he does it because um, they very clearly didn't want to show how lame it actually looked. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like what, that's not that's not how an action movie is made. No. Like you, if somebody does something bombastic, you fucking show it off. You know, well, because this movie is ever doing this right with the with the Munich mention with the opening thing. It's like this is real. This could happen. Then you've got a guy sliding on the floor with two guns, but it's still presented in this matter of fact way when it's inherently ridiculous. So it right. needs to pre- be presented in a stylized manner. But the movie exactly. is not stylized. It's like they they wanted to have a John Woo moment, but don't understand why John Woo movies are beloved. You By know? the way, this is 97. This same year, Woo releases Face Off. Oh, shit. Which is a, a, a home run of a crazy Woo action movie. I mean, it makes no sense, but it is a hell of a lot of fun. God damn, that movie is yeah. That mo- I am overjoyed by that film, and that we are going to be doing that as an upcoming commentary track over on our Patreon page. So stay yes, tuned for yes, that because yes, yes. that has some grade A diving through the air whilst firing two guns. So good, yeah. So it's good. great, man. Uh, but yeah, no, it is sort of like it's just like well, yeah, you'll do the thing where you have two guns and you're sliding on the ground. You're like. Yeah, but no, it is it is classic. We see it all the time where it's like you don't yeah, you're you're exactly right. You don't understand why that's cool. 
yeah it's yeah. not just the action of doing it 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 is un, there is artistry and that's all, that's the thing i think <laughs> these movies definitely watching the bad versions of these teach you that guys like john woo like michael bay you know they, they there's a very calculate there's an artistry to what they do whether or not you enjoy their movies there is yeah. a skill set to making action yeah, they have intentionality with their decisions. Right. You know, with this, the decisions. This they guy make. is just going like, yeah, he shoots two guns, but my camera just will sit back here on its tripod. It's going to be really far away, and there's going to be like two people in front of him, so you can't actually really see <laughs> in it. In fact, the, the way it, I said it almost feels like, oh, we got to get rid of these four bad guys. Uh, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, they're dead. Great. It, it it does feel like they just made it up on the spot. Because yeah, it's not it's not even a gunfight. It's just these guys are standing around going, I don't know, what are you gonna do after this? Hey, go get a burger. Oh, bah, 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 bah. oh, they're dead. All right, yeah, all right, we're done. We're done. We're good. Let's go on yeah. to the next thing. Uh, so yeah, uh, he shoots those guys. Uh, they do put a bomb vest on uh, on the ex-wife, which never that actually really comes matter. into play. Because uh, nope. they just take it off her later with no issue. Uh, there's yeah. no. There, where's the dramatic scene where? Oh no! If we just unclasp it, that's another wire, and it's gonna blow up. We have to like cut it off of her. No, no tension. No. <laughs> Pion, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm putting the blame on him as writer and director. Yeah. This movie has no tension ever. No, none. There's it no. is why the movie's so boring. No, because there's nothing that's like. Oh no! If we do that, no, everything is pretty. Like then this, then that, then the, there's no like, there's no. Uh, I mean, because you're talking about another kind of diehard s thing with speed, right? Oh, mm -hmm. that movie is all tension because it's actually yeah, it's a bunch of people on a bus, which mm -hmm. is not inherently interesting, but the tension mm -hmm. inherent in that movie is we're, we have to we we will need to do a speed commentary track at some point. We should too, do that. Yeah, that yeah. is also just. A a another great example of a big movie with a very simple premise and just right exactly what happens when you have good filmmakers um yeah. you know and far more compelling actors uh <laughs> it go i mean this is another thing too when i talk about like you know i'm a big keanu reeves defender because people really rag on him and and I, and I do think there's a there's a limited window of what he can do but right. he is compelling on screen you want to watch him <laughs> yeah if you put him in his wheelhouse yeah he's gonna knock it out of the park yeah like you're like, obviously you, you as an audience member are drawn to him that's kind of yeah. that star thing that leading man thing that we're talking about Lyndon ashby we're not drawn to this guy now i think you could write him and Lyndon ashby could try a little harder and maybe we could get to the point <laughs> where we like him i mean because this guy is so actively unlikable Right, you know, it's, right, it's not even yeah. that he's just boring. It's that I hate this guy. <laughs> right, exactly. And if the script is, even if it's accidentally portraying a character, like the main character as really unlikable with no redeeming qualities, yeah. then it is on you, the actor, to find ways to make that relatable, to make that an empathetic person that people can see themselves And I think in. there are plenty of yeah. movies where people do that. You know, yeah. and, and yeah. I mean, I think I mean, I think the script does a good job, obviously, too. But I think Willis brings a lot of that to Die Hard. We mm -hmm. find we see a guy who is flawed and makes bad yeah. decisions, but we inherently like him and know that at his core, he's a good guy. 
Right, exactly. And I exactly. think that's what that's what we like. We like flawed heroes. Lots of great action movies mm-hmm. and lots of just movies in general are about flawed main characters. And we like to see people overcome that. This guy never really overcomes his flaws at the end. They just kind of go, hey, whatever. This has wiped away any flaws you have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all of, it wiped away all of your leg pain because that stopped bothering you halfway through the movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, that also did. Uh, there's a whole thing here with a van full of explosives that's going to blow up the command center with the mayor and everybody in it. I don't remember that. Yeah. I saw this movie like two hours ago and I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, I don't even. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's yeah. how much it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. But they, yeah, so they, they shut down the power. So everything, now the swimmers are saved. Uh Oh, I do like the henchman who puts a the, the 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 last remaining henchman who puts a gun to Jack's head and says, "Your fucking party's over." <laughs> and then, Some good writing there. Yeah, that turns into a fight and ends with him stabbing this guy in the throat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was his brother, right? Yes. I, I, I was yes. Th- I was thinking this is the scene where. Because what, what is the scene where he kick flips the, the gun into his hands? No, I'm sorry. You're right. It's just the same. This Basically, the exact same it's scene happened same earlier with the knife. Yeah. Only here. Yes. This is where he kick flips the gun. That's what it is. There's two, the, the reason- two separate henchman confrontations that are the same. Basically, the same scene, except one is a knife and one is a gun. But the reason why you're confused, John, is because they both happened in the exact yes. same room. <laughs> they literally, they are, they are the same scene. Yeah, yeah. It's just they it's changed so the weapon, but it's that you're right. That happened earlier with the knife. This is the gun. Yes, that is yeah. also. So that was when he was randomly was wandering the building. Yeah, that was. Ju- yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, this movie is just. It, they have like three sets in this movie. Uh, yeah. It's it's bad. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't matter because that because it's Rudger Hauer who's going to take out the main bad guy. So lame! Oh like, my god! Did you just the sec? I just burst out laughing when you cut to Rudger Hauer running that wheelchair down this hallway with the knife going. Ah! <laughs> funny. And he, he, he stabs a uh, moto in the <sighs> gut. And then uh-huh. goes, quick, get into the pool. <laughs> and he and the ex-wife <laughs> which, go into the, which, yeah, how is Rudger Hauer surviving in the pool? That was great question. question. He wouldn't be able to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, what is stopping a moto from jumping in the pool? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> cause he's, he's just got like, the knife huh? in him. And he's like, what? I don't. Wait, and then the, wheel, <laughs> the wheelchair explodes and blows this guy up. But it's only it a, is, a small enough explosion to just blow him up, but do no other damage. No, no structural damage to the rest of the and the no room. shrapnel got to them in the pool or any because they don't no. go very far into the pool. Nope, they're just right, just literally just jumped in right there. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, boy, this explosion, John, this might be the worst. I think this is the worst explosion I've seen in any movie ever. It's pretty bad. It's pretty it's, bad. Uh, we have we have we have the category best explosion of the shelfies, but th- we'll just give it to it now for worst explosion for yeah, this movie. I think so. Yeah. No yeah, honorary award. Yeah. Yeah. Worst. Exp- yeah. Terrible explosion because it doesn't function. I think the big reason is 
because it doesn't function like an explosion so that they can explain why it's just blowing up this one guy. The explosion yeah. is so contained and goes out instantly too. There's no residual fire. There's no damage nope. to anything. Right? It's just like, boom, it only hits that guy. And then the, the, the explosion just disintegrates. It doesn't yeah, function. Exactly. I think that, that whatever the special effect is that's bad anyway is further compounded by the fact that it, it, it doesn't have any physics to it. Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of videos of VFX artists talking about, like, why CG effects often oh, don't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. And some of it is, like, the actual CG of the actual thing right. looks bad. But I, the main problem is either lighting, like, they don't get the light bouncing off of the thing, mm -hmm. or the way that it's interacting with the rest of the world right. feels very off. It doesn't look like it's connecting with the rest yeah of the I, that's I, what i'm getting i think we, we both highly recommend what people watch the corridor crew guys yes and one of the things i love about them is they go beyond i see stuff and go that cgi is bad they can explain to you why it's bad it's exactly. not just yeah. oh it's bad cgi it often is things like the physics of it aren't right the the weight of it isn't right the whatever you know mm -hmm. the way uh it it the, the it doesn't it doesn't throw light the way it actually would and stuff like that you know right that, yeah, that kind of exactly. stuff it's small details that this movie doesn't give a shit about no uh, no so, uh, i wouldn't be surprised if this explosion effect was just built into whatever film editing oh yeah and they just they just literally overlaid it and <laughs> on to the next thing yeah um yeah. so jack runs in he and the ex-wife are reunited she loves him again and they kiss but I got to talk about Rudger Hauer pulling the flask out of his jacket in the pool because... Which, once that, again, he wouldn't be able to swim because he can't use his legs. Can't use his legs. So, and also, he, like, pulls it out and opens it. And I'm just thinking, like, the way he uses it, a bunch of chlorinated water is getting in with his whiskey <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> he could have waited until he got out of the pool to do that. Because, again, at that point, he's keeping himself afloat with one arm. Like, yeah, that's all he's doing. that's all he's doing. And the last line of the movie is they're kissing and he goes, hey, I'm going to need some fins pretty shortly. <laughs> End of movie. You can't use your fin. What the fuck? Life is a highway. No, I wish it ended with I that. Just uh, think of that. But they do literally there's like a oh, 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 oh Leo. And but I think there is a freeze frame of them reacting to that. There is. It has yeah. a sitcom ending. And keep in mind, Jack has never actually seen Leo until nope. right now. Yeah. And he pulls so the wife out of the water so she can kiss him, but leaves the paralyzed man in the water. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. I <laughs> I'm going to need some fins pretty shortly. Oh, Seriously, I'm drowning yeah. right now. Well, he, at I this point, he is. The, you can see the... And, the, and now his, his flask is totally filled with pool water at yeah, this point. Because yeah. he's still got the flask and he's bobbing up. And just like... This is one of those moments when you're Red Gear Howard. You got to be like, what am I doing? <laughs> the hell the, am I doing? Two braided pigtails yeah. coming down. Jesus. In the pool. Can I see that check again? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just need to make sure it was real. Yeah. Okay. This will clear. I feel like that's the question a lot of the actors in these movies ask, and and you're sure this will clear? 
can can we please deposit this before yeah. I even step onto set? Yeah. No, yeah, they are depositing things as quick as possible when you're in one of these movies. Right. Because this, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this production's running out of money any day now. And that's, yeah, you got to make sure you get paid before oh, <laughs> before they waste yeah. it all on yeah. everything else. Yeah. And that's Blast. That's Blast. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a terrible movie. Yeah, really, really boring. It is. It's not. It's not even like fun. Bad. Nope. It's just boring. Oh, it's, except it's another... for the, except for the explosion. Yeah, I know. The it, it, the, yeah, the. I wish the rest of the movie had that kind of energy to it. Yeah, that would have made it more fun. Um, because I think uh, I think detention, the other movie we did that had a a pool related gag with a wheelchair, that movie was a lot more fun because there's a lot more. <laughs> like over the top craziness in this everything is pretty yeah. is pretty muted in this movie yeah because uh, detention from the be- from the get-go they know that it's kind of silly right you know what i mean and they're and they're leaning into that this movie's starting out trying to be very serious it's it starts like, out by telling you oh this easily could have happened and we're going to mention Munich three times yeah. in the first 15 We're going to mention a real-life tragedy multiple times to just keep bringing the mood down yeah. so that you can yeah. enjoy nothing. Uh, <laughs> you will never enjoy this movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, is basically what they're saying. Uh, so that's Blast. Uh, obviously, the best kill of the movie is the terrorist at the end with the wheelchair stabbing and bomb I, combination. Uh, it's not even close. There's nothing that even no, comes close. No, nothing yeah. at all. But let's talk about these lame one-liners throughout the movie and figure out Oof. which one technically wins. The one <laughs> uh, the one we didn't talk about, actually, is is in that scene with the wife. She, The first one. She asked, When asked, uh, how is your leg doing? He says, it's hell on my ballroom dancing. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, god damn it. Uh, when he picks up the phone and the guy on the other end says, Sarah, uh, our hero says, Sarah's in deep shit, then hangs up the phone. Uh, <laughs> uh, after uh, Rudger Howard gives him advice, he says, and don't forget to call 911 uh, when you find something. Uh, the, the news anchor says, will Atlanta burn again? Uh <laughs> just horribly insensitive uh uh-huh. when the when the henchman puts a gun to jack's head and says your fucking party's over uh and then finally no. at the very end rudger Hauer, uh actively about to drown in the water says i'm gonna need some fins pretty shortly okay yeah, yeah these are all real bad they're all so. bad I'm, but they're all i will say they fit the quality of the movie. The quality of these one-liners matches the quality of the movie perfectly. That's true. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Is any any of them jumping out to you as like slightly less terrible than the others? That's well, hell in my ballroom dancing. I hate. That's a terrible jokey joke. Sarah's yeah. in deep shit. I love Sarah's in deep shit, and don't forget to call nine one one when you find something, because they're both just yeah. shitty. And I feel like we try to get ones indicative of the movie, and I feel a shitty line should be the thing, right? Then we should do the Sarah one. I think so. I think that's indicative of so unnecessary. It's <laughs> yeah. so unnecessary. I think, yeah, I agree. I think that's our winner. So we're going with Sarah's in deep shit, and it's also he even says like Sarah's in deep shit. Click. 
great great (laughs) stuff yeah good stuff so that's blast listen as you know it's Mm -hmm. always my uh goal to find the strangest imdb reviews i can uh Uh so let's uh listen this one's kind of a this one's a puzzle you're gonna have to help me with this one okay great i think this comes to us from imdb user dyl4 (laughs) right off with the title i think that my comments would be good is the title uh this movie is similar to the movie mean guns i do not know what that movie is so uh two main colors orange outside and blue inside one director and common actors kimberly warren yuji okamoto and others i like lyndon ashby because he has a strong nature and with a broken leg he was fighting with terrorists movie was not very strained and very expensive but i don't watch for price I have received pleasure because of tempers of the heroes, Jack, Amoto, Leo. I like it for invisible, pleasant sense after scene of movie. Oof. Oof. Nine out of ten stars, by the way. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Mean Guns, I did look that up beforehand. Uh, like he said, some of the actors okay. that were in this were yeah. in a movie called Mean Guns. Okay, that makes sense. Um I figured that, yeah. Wow. Two main colors. I can't... Can I love the idea that the, the, it's similar to that movie, not just for the actors, but for the two main colors, which is uses orange outside and blue inside? That is a wild statement. I don't think that's... I'll give, I don't, I'll I... give blue for the inside because the doors were colored blue and the outside. Yeah, I don't rem- blue, remember this movie having much strong choice in its colors at all. Yeah, I don't remember there being like a specific color palette for outside. That was no. never. No, no, no. Uh, I like Lyndon Ashby because he had a strong nature, and with a broken leg, he was fighting with terrorists. Sure. I guess. What is what is the last part of it? That, that I think that's the weirdest, most mysterious. I had part received pleasure. I have received pleasure because of tempers of heroes, Jack, Amodo, Leo. I like it for invisible pleasant sense after scene of movie. I like it for invisible pleasant, pleasant sense. sense after scene of movie. As an S C E N T S or sense as an S E S E N S E. It's a Okay. There there's I I think what he's saying is he felt good after seeing the movie. I like it for invisible pleasant sense after scene of movie. You, I, there's no visual to my feeling, so it's an invisible, pleasant sense. So basically, what he's saying is that there's nothing in the movie that should make him feel good, <laughs> but he came away. I think that's good. gonna be the, the the probably the clearest read we can get on it because dear <laughs> okay. God, All right, this truly it. is one of the weirdest reviews we've ever <laughs> Yeah, I do not know. Yeah. Uh, well, sadly, our friend Bruce didn't watch this movie. He would have loved it, oh, I bet. Um, I think so. there was plenty of punching and kicking and shooting and chasing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, so I pulled another review because sometimes I just want to focus on certain things. And we haven't talked about the way Bruce feels about foreign movies. So, oh, that's true. So true. let's talk yeah. about uh, another segment of the winning opinion. So here is Bruce Winning's review of the Jet Li movie Meltdown, which is kind of like a middle-of-the-road Jet Li kung fu movie from his Chinese. Mm-hmm. It's not one of his best, not one of his worst. Um, right. Here is... 
<laughs> You'll love this list, man, because this this is this is indicative of a few reviews he gives of like obviously foreign action movies, of course. Oh no. I prefer English dubbed and not have to read the translation is the title of the review. I like yeah, sixteen nine video. I like the action and violence. I like the shooting. I like the ki- punching and kicking. I like the helicopter scene. Thanks for taking a movie from Japan and having the talking be in English. Five out of five stars. Well, gently Chinese, number one. Yeah, uh, not Japanese. No. Yeah. And two, I can I just I just gotta read it. Thanks for taking a movie from Japan and having the talking be in English. I mean Oof. stupid sentiment and so poorly written. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, old that's Bruce, Bruce though. But there's a lot of things where he will turn movies off. There's a few reviews where he said, turned it off, don't want to read. No, Bruce, we get it. We we already know that you're not a big reader. <laughs> I just love the idea about, like, I watch. if I wanted to see this, I'd just go read a book. Which I don't do. <laughs> I famously hate books. Um, <laughs> he loved that the talking was in English. However they yeah. did that. Uh, th- and also... Thanks to who? Amazon? Thanks for taking away from Japan and having the talking be in English. Thanks, fellas. Somebody. Yeah, I think he's thanking the uh, amorphous entity that is Amazon. Yeah, because they obviously did that, not whatever mm-hmm. company released it and dubbed it. I yeah. find Dubbing is so fucking infuriating to me, so I think that's really interesting. Uh that, that, yeah, because it's it's e- never. Yeah, I understand the the ease of approach to it, but it just never looks right to me, and it really damages my enjoyment of the movie. I don't love reading yeah. subtitles, but it it's necessary if you want to watch something in its truest sense. But oh, Bruce, oh Bruce, he just cares about the violence. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's another wrinkle in the uh, the thing that makes that's creating the full image of Bruce winning that we have here. I am glad to find out that he is willing to watch movies that don't feature American actors. Yes, as long I mean? as the talking is in English, Lisman. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the stipulation for him. But yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right, well, it's time to turn now to our handy dandy action movie title generator. See if we can come up with something yes. better than Blast. Now, I think this is going to be won't be hard. This is going to be another Lyndon Ashby vehicle. With uh, another supporting okay. turn by Rudger Hauer. Sure, yeah. And I'm going to hit the uh, the randomizer now. Here it comes. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> well, this is one of the silliest titles we've ever had, Lisman. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Lyndon Ashby and Rudger Hauer in Extreme Extremism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it, this is once again a terrorist plot, right? In uh, fact, I think maybe Rudger Hauer is reprising his role as terrorist expert Leo. Ooh, uh, is Lyndon Ashby? Yo, maybe it's just a sequel role? to this, and we just ha- after okay. this they team up and start traveling the globe to fight terrorists together. And also, yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, no, Jack, uh, Jack, uh, you know, he got a, a taste of. Of fighting terrorism he's like yeah maybe i should do this this is the two of them now starting their own counterterrorism unit and yes i think that uh leo is in an even more weaponized wheelchair this time it's got rocket launchers and machine guns on it maybe a flamethrower that shoots out the back does it stand up at yes. the end you know like yes, it uh, does. Uh, an alien uh, aliens with yes uh, you know the <laughs> 
Because the whole movie is in the wheelchair and he's fighting people, but then at the end of the movie, it looks like they're going to kill Lyndon Ashby when he stands up on the thing and he goes, it's a new upgrade. Kabam! Which, I mean, we joked about this during the episode, but I think we already know the plot, which is <laughs> they are they are seeking to overthrow the secret council of terrorist organizations. Yes! They find out that this was, uh, this guy, yeah, uh, uh, Amodo got thrown out of the terrorist league. And so they yeah. have to track this all the way to the top. So it becomes kind of a specter-like thing, right? Exactly. And they have, they yeah. have to, you know, it's all the terrorism in the world is controlled by one global evil entity that is yeah. uh, the Council of Terror, uh, we'll call it. The I think. Council of Terror, the Council yes. Council of Terror, yes. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, the Council of Terror is a much better name than Extreme Extremism. It is, yeah. But it's just... <laughs> Extreme extremism is so silly, though. Uh, it's very silly. Yeah, and so yeah, they have so, to find they have to find the true source of all the world's terror. And then I would assume that Jack Bryant has to infiltrate. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. He's he's the man on the inside. He's uh, I don't know how, but uh, yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's what I'm imagining. It's very. This feels very James Bond. In a yes, lot of yeah. It, ta it takes it takes a much bigger. Of course, though, it will still cost seven hundred thousand dollars to be made by Albert <laughs> Pyun. Uh, <laughs> so it's still going to take yeah. place in like four locations. But uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, it's very it's very dumb. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Do, need we say more about extreme extremism? I think we got it. I think, I think we, we covered it. it. It's coming soon to a red box near you. <laughs> Finally, the sequel to Blast. Um, Thank God. Yeah. Uh, next week on the show, Listman, is actually a movie we talked about last week because we had to shift some things around in our calendar. So mm -hmm. I think we're both very happy to uh, bump this movie up a few weeks. We are watching The Commando. Michael yeah. Jai White, Mickey Rourke, <sighs> The Commando from I'm this so year 2022 this is a oh. very new movie uh we love this welcome to the action show for the first time both of these guys but particularly our beloved michael j white ah oh, one of my favorite one we of my favorite actors love he's michael so j white he's so good he's an expert martial artist in real life hopefully we get to see that shown off in the film me too. Uh, yeah. We get to see Mickey Rourke's current face after uh, yet another <laughs> round of plastic surgery. Uh, see if we even recognize him. I, I, I watched the trailer for this last night, Lisman. It He's looking rough. I'll just say that. He's looking oh, more and more oh made boy. of plastic all the time. That's, uh, oh. that's all I know. It's looking, it's looking tough here. Uh, as always, though, I, uh, I will ask, would you like the tagline to this movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's my uh, Michael J. White, Mickey Rourke, and the Commando, and the tagline is, "Only one will survive." It's it's gonna be Michael J. White, is my guess. It's gonna be Michael J. White. Yeah. That's my also the great character actor Jeff Fahey in this movie too. I see here. So oh, cool. Also good. And oh, hey, uh, our friend from uh, Daughter of the Wolf, Brendan Fair, is in this. That's how we got to this movie. That's right, because we were looking at his movies. Oh right, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy who yeah. was and the, he was the best part of he was of that movie. definitely yeah. the best performance in that movie. So he's back in this. So I, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but the, you know, there's <laughs> there's some there's some actual talent in this thing. Uh, cautiously optimistic. Is cautiously how, how optimistic. This comes to us from yeah. Saban Entertainment, uh, a company we've watched several movies from already. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
We'll see. We'll see. So it's the Commando next thing. Not to be confused with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. This is the Commando. Right. Uh, it's like the Batman. The Batman. Know? The Commando. Uh, so that'll be next week on the show. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week. Get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. Oh,